0: Stories with Franz and Pete. We are starting up a new podcast here. where We're going to talk about everything that we like to talk about, to be honest with you. And it's uh, we're going to talk about it from the digital standpoint. What it's like to be living in this crazy world of online self. Uh, Franz, how's it going? It's
1: going pretty well. Pete. Uh, first pa- uh, podcast that I've ever done. So as you can tell, I already stuttered. So you know, looking forward to more of that. And yeah, uh, stumbles are good. It's uh, it's you know, uh, uh, happy to be here, and it's you know, ex- always uh, excited to talk about you know your digital footprint, data privacy, and you know just uh, how the online ecosystem's kind of changing now, especially with the you know uh, COVID nineteen being very top of mind.
0: Yeah, that's uh, an interesting topic, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit today. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit about? Who is Franz? Uh,
1: so I took a very weird route to get here at Ghostery. I've actually worked here once before, and I've uh, now come back and happy to be back uh, as the uh, product marketing manager. So what I do really is just uh, communicate, uh, you know, what our products kind of do to the larger audience. Um, and for those of you who may not be so familiar with Ghostery, uh, we started off pretty much as an extension um, that would give you insight as to which technologies were being deployed across your browser and uh, kind of look into the tracking history of, uh, you know, um, of your own interests. And from there, we've built out a product suite that kind of expands off of that. Uh, we now have Ghost Midnight, which is a VPN, uh, as well as Ghost Insights, which is a uh, analytics tool to, uh, that we use to optimize uh, your web speed and p- uh, page performance. Um, but before all of that, I did quite a few different things. I was a photographer. I uh, worked out in Vail, Colorado uh, for a small internet startup. I even interned back here in New York City before all of that. So it's been a long uh, journey, but you know it's uh, been well worth the travel. How about yourself? There you go.
0: <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I kind of have a weird past as well. I'm a failed touring musician turned, grabbed a temp job here in Florida and then moved throughout every different department that that company offered and ending up as a business analyst and then joined a startup again based out of New York that got bought out by a certain tech company with a big exclamation point at the end and then that got shut down and then came over here so and I've been I've been with ghostry for 8 years actually I'm the Not by age, but by uh, tenure, the oldest ghostarian around. So I've seen some things and, um, you know, it's I I love the product and I love what what the company does. So that's why I'm still here. And plus that ghost is just so damn cute. So it always looks good on a sweatshirt or sticker or anywhere. So, um, yeah, it's a good time. Good time. Good time. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to um, what we're going to talk about in this podcast, this very episode, our our first episode ever. Um, we're going to talk about what it's like, or what it was like, or is like, depending on if your glass is half empty or half full. Growing up in an analog versus digital childhood, really. Um yeah. You know this this COVID. Thing that we're all dealing with right now everything got shifted online whether or not you liked it or not I think the most obvious thing is that all the schools shut down and all the kids shifted from a classroom experience to a laptop experience or desktop or whatever whatever mode of digital opportunity they, they had at home and I think that with this the way that kids are growing up these days, they have, they've never known not having digital things, you know, be it video games, be it cell phones, iPods, iPads, laptops. Like when I grew up, you know, not, not to date myself, I didn't have any of that. Like I remember the day that I signed up for AOL and had my first like <laughs> chat and was like, what the hell are these people talking about? I have no idea. But I remember it vividly, and it was a long time ago. I think, uh, I mean, I say long time ago, but I guess it is. Uh, I think it was like 1993 oh, wow. or four. I was a senior in high school, so that was the first time I remember going online. Yeah, I
1: still remember and those. For uh, a
0: high school student now to say like they've gone their entire life without, I mean that's crazy. But I mean, wh- When? When did you start?
1: Uh so. The internet was always like somewhat around probably middle school is when it really became uh, more impactful in my life. I still remember creating my first uh, AOL screen name and then uh, changing it because like I think I based it off of the video game Perfect Dark at the, at the time which was <laughs> like on the N64 um, and ended up changing it and just... Uh, remember just loving hearing the creaking door and closing door and you know messaging my friends that was like probably my first real interaction with the internet um and you know putting up away messages and you know throwing just these like disdainful like punk rock or emo lyrics in it (laughs) just waiting for somebody to uh to reach out to me and, and talk uh that's a Probably like one of my first memories of the internet, but my very first one is actually the uh, AOL discs that they used to mail you yeah. uh, for minutes oh, yeah. on the internet. So you'd get like uh-huh. a thousand of you know uh, free minutes or whatever it was, and then uh, when it would run out, you sure enough had another one waiting for you to go right back in, and you know I, I think uh, our very first connection was still dial up, or um, so you know you'd have that whole intro to connect and then you know if dad was on the phone you'd have to get off the internet so that's probably something Uh, that people can't relate to as much these days but
0: yeah the screaming when you pick up the other line Uh, or even you want to go even further back the concept that there were landlines like telephones on the wall yeah i was watching old movies of uh uh, actually my kids growing up and looking at it and there was a phone on the wall and they were like what is that and I was like oh
1: god <laughs> yeah we had a couple of those uh for when like the power would go out uh upstate yep. and mm-hmm. yeah it was the only thing that would still work and that's the only way we would actually let uh you know the power companies even know that we had lost power i, th- I think we would since have gotten rid of everything uh in my you know childhood home but uh you know the internet even you know, 25, 30 years later has not uh, gotten all that much better up there, unfortunately, even though, you know, the world has definitely progressed uh, a lot faster. I mean, I'm sitting here now with gigabyte gigabyte uh, connection, and that's something I don't want to uh, move away from, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. you know, the early days of the internet were kind of funny and at least from what I remember uh, a bit, like, uh, I hate to use the word, but kind of magical, because I remember even creating a terrible MySpace page, but it was like, first introduction to html that i had because you know i wanted right. everyone to hear the music that i wanted them to hear when they came to my page and then i think even angel fire to go to go even further back yeah. was like my first like attempt at blogging and, and learning html uh any like architecture structure anything of that nature was like yeah it just seemed like really cool to put some you know it probably was way more than five to eight hours into these pages and actually see the things working and I think that's when I started realizing you know this is this is kind of cool I, I enjoy yeah. the internet
0: <laughs> so we can take a step back so the amount of information that's available to us now so thinking back to when I was in high school and going to the library and having to look things up you know the card catalogs and all that craziness to think about the advantages that are around now where you don't need that. You flip the switch on that stuff, There is since, since there is so much information out there and we're constantly online looking for stuff, there are other people, companies, entities online that are also watching all this stuff that we're doing and collecting information about how and when and what and where we're looking at stuff and they're collecting all that and selling it off. That Big Brother is watching. And so that's this other part of life that, you know, when we weren't a digital self, when we were an analog self, when we were running around in the woods, you know, building forts and playing outside rather than it being an online experience of playing video games and connecting with your friends through the games, there was a very different way of connecting to the world. And so that's kind of a weird tangent, but I'm, I'm what I'm trying to say is that we need to be sure that as we shift so much to a online version of community and sharing and and just even connecting with people that there are entities out there that will use some of that information for their own good and they don't really care if it if it hurts you in the long run.
1: Right, yeah, I mean just like think about how ads kind of started and not to say it's just ad companies that are collecting selling and you know reusing your data but you know uh, I remember in the very early days of the internet you know it was just a pop-up click here for your free you know I guess at the time it probably might have been an early edition iPod or maybe even a zoom uh, if but uh, you know uh, the advertising ecosystem and just you know uh, has gotten a lot more complex, and with that, you know, so has your your privacy rights. So you know, it's always good to keep those things kind of top of mind when you're browsing around the web. Just think of you know, uh, would you want to share this information with you know, say Google or Facebook or any of the other big companies that you know uh, are out there? Not to say that these two are necessarily nefarious, but they have you know been in the spotlight uh, recently. Just due to you know things like Cambridge Analytica, so yeah, it's kind of interesting to see the you know how willing people uh, tend to be to share uh, information online. But you know in person, like when you're having a conversation, you know you're not gonna maybe talk about your income or you know anything that might be a little bit more personal to you. You're not willing to share. But it seems to, that that uh, sharing capacity seems to open up a bit more once you're behind the screen and keyboard
0: yeah and act and with so with the introduction of all the social platforms like we'll just say facebook just because um they're the biggest one but you know they do all those quizzes and like the 10-year challenges and people don't realize that they're like the 10-year challenge for the uh for the pictures was hilarious like they didn't realize that like that was started by facebook and it was made so that it would update its facial recognition software and provides all this information. And then next day you'll see somebody post Facebook does not have my consent to provide blah, blah, blah. And realize thinking that by posting that, that has any sort of right to anything. It's like you've, you have a Facebook account. You, they get to do whatever they want. Um, yeah,
1: I've seen way too many of my own family members kind of fall victim to that. And it's, uh, you know, even educating them tends to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, but that is why I think, you know, what we do at ghoster is even more important today. Uh, than it is. I think it's going to be even more important, you know, as the uh, internet continues to grow and become more ingrained in our lives. Uh, you know, especially if, if anything like this is, you know, COVID has proven anything that, you know, I think it's proven that we're all capable of living a digital life and, and working remotely or learning remotely. Um, and, I think, you know, with that, there's only going to be, I mean, a lot of the world is already operating mostly online, but I think it's going to be even more so, uh, you know, I think the world's going to change. I'd, I'm not sure how, but uh, hopefully for the better. Yeah, but, I don't uh, think you know, any of us that also help. comes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's honestly, I've never, uh, I don't think, well, I don't think any of us have experienced anything quite like this, so, you know, living through it is uh, definitely an interesting time, but uh, it's also... Kind of exciting, uh, even though it's uh, definitely scary.
0: Yeah, um, my, I can't remember which daughter, but one of them said, it's pretty interesting to think that we're living through somebody's history class right now. Like they're going to be teaching this in the future. And to think that, I mean, we're always living in some sort of history, but for something like this, you know, monumental that we are living through some, but some other, classes chapter in a history book it's going to be talking about right now. That's pretty interesting to think about and it's a little creepy. You know, I I lived through September 11th and we always talk about pre-September 11th, 11, post-September 11th as far as like security and all just it was a, it changed the way the world thought or at least the US thought because that was the first like big thing since since Pearl Harbor that happened on US soil like that. But there's gonna be a pre-COVID, post-COVID. It's just gonna be a change in the way the light, the world works, and um, you know, we're we don't know which blip on the uh, on the timeline we're in right now, which is a very strange thing to think about, since we're such an immediate type of com- um, community. You know, like with the digital concept, we're so used to having things right away, like waiting for certain things. You know, like even. Amazon Prime, like, I get pissed when something is going to take three days instead of two days. Whereas in the past, if it took a week and a half and I paid COD, I was pretty happy with it. You know, it's like that stuff doesn't exist yeah. anymore. So there's just such a, um, a feeling of, of immediacy. That it's like, right now, give me everything now. And to be in this kind of like holding pattern of life is very, very strange. Um, you touched upon one thing before about the, the pop-up ads. And so I wanted to throw something at you. I was thinking about it the other day when you're watching TV and you just, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're in a story, you're in one of your shows and then between each show, what shows up ads, TV ads are what I've noticed to be like 50, 50 restaurants and cars for some reason. it's just like, that seems to be what people on their couches are, are wanting to see. Um, But it doesn't aggravate me when that happens like that's that's the type of advertising, visual advertising I grew up with and I'm used to seeing. It doesn't bother me now that we can fast forward through that stuff. That's 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 a whole nother concept and maybe in a whole nother podcast. But when you're browsing and looking at pages and you get a pop up, you get pissed. People are angry. That's why, you know, like that's given us, you know, a. A whole company to build around is that concept of unwanted ads in my pages anywhere what's the difference between looking at a website and watching tv and those two concept of ads popping up why does one piss off the majority of the world and the other one we just kind of deal with and just kind of shrug off what do you think
1: i think uh yeah that's a really good question i think it's a, a mixture of things, right? Like, uh, I still remember growing up and, and watching TV, and it was, like you said, car commercials or, you know, the local lawyer who was like, you get into an accident, call 1-800, yeah. you know, lawyers <laughs> Morgan, are Morgan, us. Morgan, 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 Morgan. Um, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get you covered. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it was, due, you know, we didn't know any better at the time. You know, like, I grew up with TV, uh, always having commercials, uh, you know, until Netflix. And Netflix at first was, you know, a mail-in order uh service it wasn't streaming and now with streaming you know i don't ever see ads Mm -hmm. but um i think the reason at least for me that i would get annoyed with ads is because like initially with the pop-ups and everything these ads were so untargeted and unpersonalized that they were just annoying um and at the same time like i have much more control over my my pc what i'm viewing like i can go navigate to a, a website that i want to see content on. So if that's, you know, for the latest, you know, soccer stats or, you know, a, a new, uh, you know, to see when X games are coming up or anything like that, I can go there and get the experience that I want The but on the sidebars. I might have, you know, some, some advertisements. So I think it's also, you know, having that level or locus of control that you get at a PC or, or you know, uh, however you're browsing the web that makes us a bit more choosy because, you know, even though, um, I feel like watching TV is just like a lot more passive than uh, engaging with your computer in any any regard, so even if that's just watching a YouTube video or if that's playing video games, uh, I want to be able to go to where i'm doing uh, go to you know what i'm seeing and, and get to what i'm doing without any interference uh, even when ads became more targeted, uh, you know I just found them intrusive like I just want to browse the web uh, as I want to browse it, uh, you know, it's free, uh, you know, the initial concept right is that it's free open and you can use it for almost anything good, bad, uh, or, you know, or otherwise uh, just research and doing thing. So I think, you know, uh, once I discovered that I can actually mitigate the amount of noise on my page uh, and, and customize the experience to what I enjoy, I realized that I just, I didn't want at anything being shoved down my throat. Yeah. I didn't, you know, want an ad and not to say that all ads are bad. Uh, you know, there has been probably a time or two where it's gotten me a good mother's day or mm-hmm. father's day present. But uh, apart from that, you know, I've, I typically know what I want and when I want it, uh, I, I don't need to be reminded or pitched something. So I think that has a lot at least to do it.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely guilty to have fallen victim to certain, certain targeting, but, um, Yeah. I mean, there's some pages that you visit, like you you brought up just, you know, sports in general, like going to your whatever page you go to, having information already and showing that homepage tailored to what you already like and what you know, that's convenient. Same thing with like weather. Like I want them to know where I am so I can just hit weather and I get the weather. But you know, knowing that you go to a, a news site and on the right, there's that pair of shoes that I was looking at on Amazon or Zappos or whatever. Like, and then I go to another screen and it's still there or it's like, hey, remember you were talking mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. about, um, you know, uh, playing soccer hey, here's a soccer ball on Amazon. You're like, why? How did you shouldn't mm-hmm. know that? You know, and so that's that's where the creep factor comes in and that's where. I think the the almost that's that's why, in my opinion, that's why people get freaked out is because the ad experience online is so personal that it becomes more like an invasion of privacy. Whereas sitting on the couch watching whatever and then you see a Toyota commercial, it's like, well, oh, that's not really that's not me. But Oh, that's cool. That car can jump <laughs> over a mountain. You know, that it doesn't it's it's yeah. not me. But when I'm going on and I'm trying to find something and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's an ad for a thing I was talking about to my yeah. wife in the kitchen. How do they know that? You know, and they again, that's a whole nother podcast of how your devices are listening to you. And, you know, it, is that an invasion or a or a a, uh, yeah. a feature? Like 1984, um, like brought to real life. <laughs> yeah, we should take notes on these things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's uh, it's I saw that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation yeah. right there but i feel like that that's where the that's where pe- when people get frustrated with online advertising i feel it's because it's such a close thing to what th- they're experiencing that it becomes almost like they shouldn't know that much about me and again we just we keep saying that that's why ghostry gives you the opportunity to decide who and where you share that right. data
1: right the but, level of transparency that these companies are operating with is just not a lot of times not clear or certain you know even when you give these apps permission um, or take that permission away uh, you know say to record or use the device it just uh, you know they, they don't adhere to it and that's kind of what we here at ghost aim to do is kind of be a bit more transparent about what's happening on your browser and uh, just give you that control back uh, of, of your browser
0: this is probably a good place for us to, to take a little break and um, pay the bills, as they say. And um, when we come back, let's chat about what's happening today in our lives. Um, does that sound good? Sounds great to me. All right. So here we go. Paying the bills. Hit it. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Ghostry Midnight. Browse with peace of mind with Ghostry's leading tracker protection technology. Safely connect over the internet and shield your activity using our VPN. Evade those annoying and intrusive ads that impede load times and tailor your setup to your personal block and preferences. Visit ghostry.com midnight and use coupon code podcast at checkout for a free month. Ghostry Midnight, making your full device safe from trackers. Available on both Windows and Mac. Now let's get back to it. All right, we're back, and we are ready to talk about the now, things that are going on right now. And it would be silly to even pretend like we're not all sitting in our houses, hopefully socially distancing ourselves. I know we've, my family and I have been, been doing that. Uh, Franz, I'm, I've been seeing you in all of our meetings sitting in a very familiar chair with a very familiar backdrop so i know that you're you're doing doing everything you can and as a as a company uh ghostry we've been we've been all working from home since early march so we've been we've been doing our part and everybody's happy healthy and working and that's all you can really ask for these days um so we're going to talk about this transition from face-to-face interaction office working the water cooler walking into the kitchen high-fiving all that kind of good stuff to a completely isolated digital day-to-day um so let's start with let's start with business stuff we can get the you know the that stuff out of the way so franz what do you think are some of the biggest hurdles that companies had to overcome in order to for the companies that were able to transition to a digital environment, what do you think were some of the, some of the bigger things that they had to work through? I mean, for us, it's just been finding the right conferencing solution. (laughs) I think we've
1: been through four of them now, uh, you know, uh, between the mix, but uh, all joking aside, I think it's just learning how to re-communicate with each other because, you know, things do come across differently in text than they do in in person. Uh, So, you know, um, being sure that you, reread things and maybe not take them so literally uh and, and also think about you know where they're coming from we have a very uh diverse crowd that you know at, and team at our company which is awesome to work with but you also have to take that into consideration you know some people aren't always mm-hmm. going to speak you know the same way that uh, maybe two americans are going to speak to each other on uh you know mm-hmm. on, on a on a text thread but uh you know uh, just going into everything and being you know. Uh, happy and, you know, uh, and with a, a good frame of mind, I think is the easiest way to keep moving forward. But, uh, for myself mm-hmm. personally, uh, you know, my last role was one ho- almost like 100% remote. So I've been used to, uh, to, to working, uh, you know, from, from my house, but, uh, it's a little bit draining as well. Um, just kind of, you know, living and working at the same place, uh, every single day you know i used to like like breaking it up getting in, into the office and, and like you said high-fiving going around the water, water cooler just catching up and, and chatting uh, i mean and it's also uh you know we also have a great team to do that for i mean one of the mm-hmm. reasons uh you know other than already believing firmly in what the company does a, a big reason i came back is because we have got some awesome people here like they're just a lot of fun to be around and you know
0: Yeah, we're a fun bunch. Yeah,
1: we really are. And, you know, we're trying to keep that, uh, you know, even during COVID. uh, We're, you know, doing these happy hours. Uh, I think earlier this week we had a game night. So I think it's just, you know, still being engaged as employees, but also remembering that you are part of a team and making – just putting in the effort I think is really the biggest hurdle Uh, because it's easy to, like, you know, as you said, you've seen a familiar backdrop right behind me is my bed. It's very easy if I want to just go – you know pull out the laptop put a blanket on and and work that way but uh you know you gotta mm-hmm. force yourself to still interact uh you know when the days do drag on because i think it's been 60 plus days now that i've been in quarantine so mm-hmm. things are getting a bit monotonous but uh <laughs> you know having work definitely breaks up the day so I, i'm still very thankful for it you know we're i think we're also very fortunate uh in our position compared to a lot of other people uh right now so you know, uh, also gotta count your blessings. You know, might not be ideal, but at the same time, it could be a lot worse.
0: Yeah, no, we're fortunate that we have a we have a business model where we can do it wherever we need to, as long as we have internet access, it's there. But there's a lot of folks out there who don't have that, and a lot of the brick and mortar shops and the local stores and everything I know are hurting. And I always, I when I do go out, um, I try to. Try to support those local places um, as much as I can. Like I found myself going to the local hardware store instead of going to the big chain. You know the restaurants. I try to go to the the mom and pops and all that kind, like all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I hope a little bit helps but you never know i mean it, there's there's a lot going on yeah so. do you uh but you're right yeah, i mean we're we're very lucky to have a situation where we can do this like i had the flip side of things where i think you said you know in your last place it was a hundred you know majority of it was online i worked from home for six years when i started with ghostry so like when all of a sudden everything shifted back home and i was no longer going to my office it was just kind of like oh here i am again you know but there are certain things like when you work from home like there's some tips to help you and i can share a couple of the ones that i had like make sure you get dressed and like you're like you're going to work and try to have like a schedule um you know it's it's fine to get up and move around and stuff like that since there are so many more distractions at home like if you're lucky enough to have a place that you can call an office with a door and you can shut it like just go in there and just say i'm gonna i'm gonna go at it for two hours straight right here and then go home because there's because this is a very different situation you're not just working from home you're working from home you might all of a sudden become you know a third grade teacher you're also yeah. you know you like all this stuff like if you for those of us with kids and, the, and everything is shifted educationally online like all of a sudden now I'm a high school teacher and I'm a middle school teacher and I realize that I am not a good teacher (laughs) when it comes to some of this stuff. I should have paid way more attention. And I think you know, I think my wife I think that my kids got my wife's smarts because they are both doing very well and excelling and all this stuff online. But that that is not a normal situation for those that work at home and then for people with young kids i mean all of a sudden you're now you're a child care you know you're doing all that you're trying to get your work done and you have a five-year-old running around like that's crazy talk and so for a lot of the you know younger professionals where you know, you're at home or you, you might have a, you know, a dog or whatever and living in the city. I'm, I'm flipping to some of my friends that I watch on Instagram of what they're doing and all their poor pets that are like, what the mm. heck is going on? Why are we going on so many walks? Um, that it, it's a it's a it's a different work from home experience. So I feel that if you can if you're keeping the lights on, you're keeping your job moving and you're everybody is happy and healthy. They might be a little bored, but, you know, I consider that a win um so that transition there so now do you think high school level fronds would excel if all of a sudden midway through the last semester the spring semester of your let's just call it um sophomore year of high school all of a sudden now you've shifted to online only how do you think you would do
1: uh i'd probably be Scared at the time because that was the year that 9-11 hit so <laughs> so that i'd be scared but you know uh taking that out of the context take that out yeah of the, yeah that's not- <laughs> um <laughs> let's say junior year let's switch to junior then I year i would probably honestly i would love it um i would uh, you know i've seen these videos of kids uh you know uh, taking their cell phone and holding it up to their webcam to like dupe their their professors and make sure you know the Fake their attendance, and I'd probably be amongst that crowd, trying to uh, dupe idea. you know dupe the audience, and that, at the same time, like I'd probably use that to give me more time to go play SOCOM. Like all I did in mm-hmm. high school, like if I was not playing soccer or, or if I was not doing uh, you know going to the skate park, I was playing SOCOM, uh, and that was my first like online gaming experience, and I mm. give that game credit to my know ongoing gaming which it continues today <laughs> uh 16 years later i just realized how old i was um, but hey <laughs> um yeah it's i realize how old i am every few hours <laughs> these yeah days. it's usually for me it's uh, usually right in the morning uh you know my body really <laughs> loves to remind me yeah you're not uh 16 anymore but yeah i think i would like uh i think i would like it um and I think it, at the same time, it probably I probably wouldn't heed the social distancing warning as much because I wouldn't have cared, yeah. uh, you know, because I would would have been young and rebellious, and I would have been like, yeah. "Well, it's not going to affect me." So I know that's a terrible mindset. This is sixteen-year-old France. So this is an current day France. Yeah, no, we're, yeah, <laughs> but is, yeah, this is an older. Uh, I think I think Franz I, I would have enjoyed it. It would have meant more time to hang out with. Uh, friends online and, and play video games as cumbersome as it was like I still remember mm-hmm. playing on my PS2 and at the same time having my laptop uh, my actually my father's laptop open with I think it was Skype so that we could communicate uh, while we were dead in, in our game uh, so you know it's a <laughs> little little much but I think it, you know part of the process also made it a little fun
0: but yeah I think I'd survive nice, nice. I would not. <laughs> I don't think. Um, you know, I'm just trying to. I. I am not. A quote-unquote gamer. I just. Uh, you know, I liked. I liked some games, but it never occupied my time as as many others. Um, I guess I was more. Like I said, I was a failed musician, so I was always just playing music or trying to be in a band or trying to pretend like I was in a band or something, but. I think if all of a sudden I was forced to almost bring my education internally, like, or totally to myself, like it's my job now, in order to get things done at a younger age, I think I would have floundered. I don't think I would have been able to do it. I I struggled quite a bit with like time management and just general drive <laughs> drive you know it's like for the classes and i think this is the same with everybody like if you like a class you excel in it if you don't like a class and you struggle and you, you may not do as well but i i think if a, if a lot of that fell into my own like it's 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 on me to do well i don't think i would i would have done real well but i um i think it's a difference in just being used to the technology that is already being used like kids use Google Hangouts to talk to each other on their phones. They, you know, like you said, you know, they've been online, they've been gaming, they have that kind of communication they're used to having that be the source of communication through, through online, through online media. And that just didn't exist when I was growing up. So I think it would be a very, a very foreign concept. Now the, i think i would have adapted pretty well pretty quickly but um i just think the the farther back you go generation wise the more the more things that it it would have been an issue transitioning over like and i even think like would my mom have been able to (laughs) like I'm trying to think like of all this stuff I've been talking with my mom to get her her new laptop set up and spreadsheets set up for doing some of the like contract work she's doing through on her own she's retired now and she's doing other stuff but like thinking about all the extra effort to go through and then to think about could she connect to a zoom call and take a class and submit pdfs or trans or or even you know Export a Word file to a PDF, and, and you know things like that. I think that there would be a a very big generational gap, but again, it's only because we've we've grown up with it, and it's not saying that they it's not a not a learned skill, but it's just different. Yeah, very 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 different. Yeah, but I think that this generation is very lucky that they grew up with this, and then they were able to transition that quickly. Yeah, even my first
1: like online learning experience it was in high school. And uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't through like um, an online portal or anything like that. We actually had a television set up and a professor from the neighboring school would uh, kind of just broadcast self lecturing um, to us. So we'd sit in this dark room and there was like 16 of us uh, and we would learn the basics of psychology. Uh, and we, that was my very first like digital Learning experience, which is much different than how it's done today, but I just remember thinking, like at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is cool, and I can slack off a little bit because I can't get yelled at by a television screen." So, right. Yeah, I I adapted uh, pretty quickly. I think, um, yeah, I think I would adapt well. I just don't think probably my grades would suffer at first because I just wanted to goof off.
0: Right. You have act like I said you have access to anything other than that it's like do I really want to do that right now or I could do this exactly. but, um, so that being so we kind of talked about so we started off business and we moved to school and so what about just connecting with people so um, we have happy hour zooms and happy out um, you know any sort of I'm gonna say that again hold on a second so transitioning over to the social aspect of things, we have we have these social happy hours that we do through whichever video conferencing systems you want. Uh, you know, we're texting. I find myself actually calling more people than I had in the past, just because it's so easy to send a text. And, and when somebody would call me, I'd be like, "Why are you calling me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just text me?" It's so weird. But to have that interaction. Why does it, why does it mean more now than it did? Why does my phone call now mean so much more than it did four months ago? Yeah. Are you struggling keeping together with, with your outside of work
1: people? Uh, A little bit. Um, So yeah, like you said, I used to just only text. uh, And now I do find myself on the phone a lot more. uh, And not only for like five minutes at a time, but hours like at a time yep and i think it for me at least it's like it just kind of brings you a bit closer to whoever you're speaking to because like texts can feel so mm-hmm. impersonable uh but they do yep. get you know the message across quickly uh whereas you know a phone call mm-hmm. i can talk about nothing for for a while like if it, it could be about <laughs> you know the uh, what was the netflix show everyone tiger king that everyone's been loving you know i just caught up on that Ooh, yeah so it's you know stuff like that um and then you know for things that maybe don't require just me being directly on the phone you know there's stuff like slack where if i need to get onto the phone for something business related we can use that or you know uh for Mm -hmm. my personal life i use like a lot of discord because i have a lot of friends that play Mm -hmm. games and you know we hop in and out of different ones uh that we kind of want to engage with and we even use it uh i Mm -hmm. just started my first uh dungeons and dragons campaign a couple of weeks ago so we're using discord to, nice. uh, you know kind of bring us all together um and that whole time is on a video chat as well and that's those are like a minimum of five hours so i think it's just like bringing yeah. everybody a bit closer um and making you know since we have what seems to be all the time in the world uh right now uh carving out you know a couple <laughs> hours for that just feels uh feels a bit bit nice and brings you a bit closer to home because i'm not sure if uh the case for you but you know my family is a couple hours away so i don't really get mm-hmm. to see them uh, as much as i would but you know with the video conferencing it brings it uh you know a little bit closer
0: just reconnecting and seeing like it's amazing what a difference it is to see other faces other than just the people that you're with and obviously the people you're with hopefully is your family and you're 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 kind of staying somewhat sane but it's it's tough and so that that social aspect of of just seeing other faces is uh, just it kind of hit me last week. I was like, yeah, I would love to just go out and see people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know what you mean. I miss the people watching aspect of life. Yeah, me too.
1: And I think I think at least if there is a you know a light at the end of the tunnel or a positive spin on this, I think you know um, having COVID around has kind of forced us to take a step back you know away from our daily grind and everything so you know we do have the time now where like before you know you'd wake up rush to work get back to work cook yourself Mm -hmm. dinner and then before you knew it you know you had maybe two three hours before you you went to bed um and not everybody at least i know myself i I didn't want to go hop on a video call and and talk to mom and dad or you know whoever it may be but now that you know now that i have those hours back in my day and i need to fill them with something you know it might sound bad but you know at the same time it's it's nice to be able to reconnect and kind of slow life down a bit um because i did forget you know how busy life gets it didn't seem like it was busy it was just something that i was used to and you know having having that you know uh step removed is just really giving me time to kind of reevaluate what's important and uh, you know i think that's kind of happening to a lot of uh, uh, people around the world, especially I would I would think anyway. Those who have been unfortunate uh, to lose their you know uh, jobs or careers, you know, it gives you a lot of time to think and reflect.
0: But uh, fortunately, I've seen it as a positive in my personal life. Yeah, well, I agree. Oh, we're the same. I, I realized how much other stuff I tried to cram into a day, and it was nice to just just to kind of be and just not worry about other things And the only thing i had to worry about was was staying you know home safe healthy and the people around me was just making sure that they were home safe healthy and and feeling like they you know were protected so i like i said you know i have a i have a family here that so it's it's my job to make sure that they're that they're safe among um, you know above everything else so that's an additional stress on shoulders. But when they're happy, healthy and laughing through the day, that's, they consider that a win. Do, yeah. So, but that's, how is that
1: uh, transition now? Because you said you worked from home before, but have you worked from home before, you know, probably other than uh, summer vacations, I'm, I'm going to guess never had the entire family in the house.
0: No. Yeah. So my previous work from home experience was bring my kids to school, come home, and then I had the house to myself until they until about 3.30 in the afternoon. And my wife would get them from school and they'd, they'd have the afternoon and then I'd kind of knock off around 4.35 o'clock, but I'd have the whole house to myself. You know, I had my own little routines, you know, and so it was very different than all of a sudden now, you know, although my kids now are more like little people you know they, they weren't you know children they're they're young adults at this point now so the bribery is <laughs> is way easier than anything else but they've got their own thing going on we've got our schedules and so we just kind of we meet up for lunch and then we in the afternoons we we get outside and just have a little bit of outside time and um my wife's a nurse so she's been working like crazy and then on her days off she tries to to occupy their days a little bit more than I can because I am, you know, still trying to maintain my work schedule and I still got stuff to do. So it's a, it's a very different experience, but like I said earlier, I'm not looking at it that I'm working from home solely, you know, I'm working from home and keeping, keeping everybody, sane <laughs> as much as i can while protecting my sanity as well so it's 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 tricky it's tricky but i think we'll we're we're gonna get to the other side of this and we're gonna we're gonna i think there's gonna be a lot of reevaluation of of life and how we do things and like you know we're we're in the we're in some blip of this timeline and I'm I'm sure, I'm looking forward to see, to looking back at this and being like wow that was a that was a time mm-hmm. um and hopefully um we can we can move on from there but We'll see. We'll see. But that's probably a good place for us to wrap up this ramblings of ghost stories. Um, you know, this this episode, we really just kind of wanted to introduce ourselves and chat a little bit about what we're going through right now and our, our opinions on things. The idea is to move towards, you know, more more concrete topics of, of things that we, we encounter day to day as we we work online and how that kind of transitions back and forth between reality and and not um so again if you have any any questions, concerns, comments, topics, anything we we really welcome any new things that we can make podcasts about but we just we we like talking about this stuff and so we figured why don't we talk about this and and let you listen and um as po- as uh, episodes move forward we'll have more feedback from from you all and we will include that so there will be some different um arcs to the to the podcast back and forth but uh, franz why don't you uh take play us out as they say in in the world um anything that you want to talk about on the way out and then uh let us let them know how to get in touch with us and then we'll uh We'll shut her down. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
1: Uh, yeah, as I said at the beginning of this, this was my first podcast. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to gaining a new skill set as we're kind of going through this um, and looking forward to hearing feedback. Hopefully, as uh, you guys, our users begin to uh, chime in. So if you need to contact either of us or just Ghostery uh, as a whole, you could either visit Ghostery.com and kind of peruse our, our website and our offering. Or if you just want to give us feedback or um, if you have questions that you want to ask Ghostery directly, you could email me at franz at com or pete at ghostery.com. And Franz is F-R-A-N-Z. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we also, uh, you know, before we sign off, we have this ebook that's coming out um, and it's just been published. Uh, so it's um, called Tracker Tax 2019. And it's basically... Uh, about how you know effectively managing your online uh, tag ecosystem can affect your uh, page performance and how it even plagues you know some of the largest e-commerce sites in the world. Uh, we have a tool out, um, Ghostre Insights, that will help you baseline your uh, website against these uh, you know large enterprises. see kind of how you stack up against them. So if you're interested in, in learning more about uh, you know the tracker tax and what it can
0: mean to page load speed, feel free to send us an email
1: and we'll get back to you with that book.
0: Cool, cool. All right. Well, Ghost Stories with Franz and Pete, Episode 1 in the books. We will talk to you at Episode 2 whenever that happens. So um, we will talk to you soon. Take care.